And I'm just elated for these kids because they've worked hard and you know what, and we've kind of been uh, playing second fiddle in the city for a while. So we're just happy that we're able to represent New Haven in this final. Um, and, you know, we're just looking forward to playing the winner of this game. This is going to be probably an emotional game because they're the only team to give us a loss. So this game is going to mean a lot, especially with the championship on the line. We've been wanting to play these guys ever since that game. And it's going to be in a championship. It can't get better than that. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli, the head high school basketball beat writer for GameTimeCD.com and the Hearst Connecticut Media Group. I am your co-host, Sean Patrick Bowley, the editor of GameTimeCT, and uh, what we just heard from Kevin Walton, the head coach of Wilbur Cross, and Notre Dame West Haven's Zach Lappett, who uh, went off in the SEC championship game last night. So the final is set. Notre Dame West Haven versus versus Wilbur Cross three. Uh, the last time they played, Wilbur Cross famously defeated Notre Dame West Haven and ended their perf their bid for a perfect season and got a little, into a little bit of fisticuffs there. But uh, the rematch is set. Or the, uh, the rubber match is set, I guess, um, for the uh, New Haven Athletics, the Floyd Little New Haven Athletics Center on Wednesday night, and here to talk about it is your favorite writer and mine, Joe Morelli. How you doing, Joe? I'm still your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> did you get paid to do that long intro? You did it all cuff, did you? Oh, it's, it's great. And joining us a little later on the podcast will be the great coach, George DeMeo, the coach. And he will have the call on that game, and he had the call yeah. last night. It was two really good games last night, and they both came down to the wire. I mean, the nine-point difference in the Notre Dame handed game didn't really talk – showed how intense that game was. I mean, Hannon played very well. Uh, well as they played a complete game in a while, obviously um, their their inside play would, would dominate a little bit, but Notre Dame obviously is a more complete team. has been the most complete team in the SEC all year. Cross, again, is the only team that's been able to figure them out. Uh, it should be a good game. They're all the the guard, the guard play of Connor Reigns and Laput and, and versus uh, Kyle Daniels and, um, and Naj Jones. It should be very interesting. Uh, at the Athletic Center um, on uh, Wednesday night, hopefully weather permitting. Yeah, uh, it should be really interesting. Uh, a couple of things from last night. First of all, I thought Hamden, you know, just given where they, you know, they were the kind of the darling team, one of the darling teams heading into the season, and they went through a lot of up and ups and downs. Um, and it looked like that their season was just going to kind of flatten out, and they were down like 20 points to law in the quarterfinals. But I think Hamden kind of got something else out of this. I mean, they, they come back, they beat law, they get to the semifinals. didn't work out their way, but they were right there. They were one possession uh, from possibly tying the, tying the game, couldn't make it. I think that bodes well for them that they played well maybe six quarters <laughs> to end their uh, SEC tournament. I'll, I'll say five quarters because they, they looked awful for three quarters. And there's no disrespect to Law. Law played great and they outplayed them. But um, Hammonds has had so much more talent than they did. And they've been through a lot with the whole Victor Rosario struggle and the saga. And he's no longer in school and he's no longer with the team. And I think that maybe they can move on from that. And a lot of these kids are going to be back next year, not the two big guys. Uh, Justice Washington, who had 19 points and 15 rebounds, he'll be graduating. But a number of them will be back, and I think it will be beneficial. Now, having to go to play at Trumbull in the first round of the Division One tournament, 
Mm. If you they play like that, they'll be they'll it'll be a good game because you know I I think but but Trumbull's very good, obviously led by Tim and Williams. Um, and obviously, um, Cross and, Amity. And, and Amity had beaten Cross for the first time at Wilbur Cross during the year, so they had they've had a great year after going to the Division Two state final last year behind Tyler Thomas. His brother Tanner's back, James Van Heis, they and Benedetti. They've had a nice solid team. They can make a run again Division Two, but uh, they missed some free throws down the stretch. Cross Some. made theirs. Yeah, they <laughs> missed eight in the four. Yeah. And you know what? And they had a five-point lead with less than a minute to go, and that's a lead you got to hold on to. But maybe they'll learn from that. But, again, kudos to Cross. It's hard to believe that they hadn't been to a final since Jim Rounds was the coach there in 2008. <laughs> 11 now, years. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe it's been that long. I, I remember like it was yesterday. But, um, but you know, it's been, as uh, Kevin said in the clip, Cross has been playing sick and fiddle to hells for a long yep. time, and you know what? Now it's their time to shine, possibly. And uh, but Notre Dame's never won a league championship. No, there's and, only their second appearance since that uh, since that Quinnipiac game a couple of years ago. Well, there was no other one. I thought no. There. This is only their second appearance. Okay, I thought for some reason there that was, was their one. first okay. uh, back then with Tremont Waters. Right, and that was his, we've talked about it how incredible game and atmosphere. And no, yeah. I don't know if you're going to come close to that at Flag Center, but I imagine there'll be a lot of people there. Um, Wait to see what happens, and hopefully, referees will control the game from the start. And it's, yeah. we'll just be worried about playing basketball, and not all the extracurricular stuff. So, but there's a lot of other league tournaments going yeah. on this week tonight. I'm, be plan, I'm planning on going to the Mohegan Sun to go out of the ECC. Uh, you got Waterford trying to defend in Division One against Norwich Free Academy. Division Two starts at six with um, St. Bernard St. Bernard trying to defend against Stonington. You got the FCX semifinals tonight uh, down at Wilton. You got the um, somebody else. Oh, the CCC at Buckley with East Catholic and Windsor Triangle uh, go for another another round uh, after last year's final, going playing four times, and then East Catholic winning at Windsor this year. But obviously, Farmington and Glastonbury may have something to say about it. So you're gonna have some good action here tonight and over the rest of the week before we get into the state tournament next week. Yeah, I saw the CCC quarterfinal, at least right. one of the two of the games. I saw Farmington play. They were down uh, against uh, New Britain before I had to leave, and East Catholic just put on a clinic against uh, Berlin. I think right. you know everyone kind of saw that one coming, Jory Ride. They were actually down in that game, which I thought was really interesting. What were they down? They were down Well, they were down five points. You know, They were down five points after the first quarter, or something like that after the first quarter, and then they scored 41 in the second quarter, Joey Riley had three three pointers out of his four, and uh, Jalen Hunter had uh, three. Th- <clears throat> had, excuse me, had a few three pointers. They were just on fire, and uh, they won that one going away. Uh, Berlin had just no answers for him, so that should be really interesting. And I thought Glastonbury played pretty well, um, yeah, beating uh, Simsbury and knocking them off. They're going to face Windsor, and but I think everyone's look, kind of looking at it. Like that's going to be Windsor and East Catholic for the final for you know again at least, um, but then don't forget the SWC which was played last night and the NVL which was played last night. You got Crosby versus Torrington. Yeah, do they play any defense in the? You mean uh, not Crosby? Sorry, Sacred Cros- Heart. Torrington beat Crosby. Right, Sacred no Heart versus versus Torrington in the NVL championship on do Wednesday. They play any night. defense? No, they they run up. <laughs> the, 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 the game I saw the Sacred Heart Crosby game, there they was more. Mistakes, I think, than, than really great defense. But yeah, they, they like to run up and down. They score a lot of up points. Up and down the court. And obviously in the SWC, Bunnell put on a clinic, beat Colby Cathedral at home. Again, it's all been all home side so far. And then the other side, you had um, Immaculate defeating the defending champion, Notre Dame of Fairfield. So can Immaculate go undefeated in the league by when they face Bunnell at Thursday night, I believe, at Newtown High School? Well, let's so. talk about, for a second, Bunnell. 
Maximus Edwards. First of all, that's a great name. And he's the all-time leading scorer. He, past becoming the man. yeah, becoming as the all-time junior. as a junior. Over, he's going to be up. Tell me about a little bit. I haven't seen him play. Tell me he's a little got, bit. Let's, again, I saw him in a game where he got benched against Stratford. But, oh. <laughs> but as far as the game I covered, I've seen him plenty of times. The guy's got a flag talent. He's the player of the year in the SWC. He's just that good. Um, I'm sure um, Nelson may have something to say about Fusil in Immaculate. I don't know. But uh, it seems like, to me, Maxwell has been the guy in the league. And uh, where as they? he goes, where they? goes. What do you see? Two, I mean, in, in the state tournament, Benel. Oh yeah, uh, I believe they are. Yes, they are because Stratford is three. Yeah, they're in, they're in two, and uh, they're gonna be one of those mid. I mean, this is Danny Powell's first year as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, the Stratford oh, alum God, coaching yeah. at Benel, and uh, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and well, can they make a run? But they're gonna they want to go up. They want to go up and down. I would love to have seen them play Waterford. I was hoping, but they're not in their bracket. I think they're the seven off the top of my head, and and uh, but and obviously Waterford is the one. So. But we'll see what happens. Um, the not- the uh, ECC one, you know, really just to show you how kind of that league has kind of changed since Dev Ostrowski's you know, injury. You know, East Catholic, I'm sorry, East Catholic, East Lime getting bounced uh, early. Didn't by even, Woodstock, yeah. yeah. By Woodstock, didn't even make the semifinals. But I, but I don't want to take, agreed, I think they would have been there tonight. And I, But I, I think NFA, I don't take anything away from them. They obviously made a run and... They're in a the final. They're going to give water for everything they can handle. I, I, um, and then obviously St. Bernard, as we mentioned, and Stonington. So I'm interested to see how what kind of crowd they're going to get and how much they'll lose not having Dev in the game. But uh, I'm curious, again, everybody, we've talked about it. We don't need to get into it again about how that's the destination for the state finals. But let's see how many people they bring tonight. So And then uh, obviously the CTC is getting going. And uh, we have the Berkshire League with Mogo leading the way there. And we have all, action all over the state. And obviously in the FCAC, uh, I believe it's Trumbull and Richfield in the James St. Pierre show for Richfield. Yeah. And, the, yep. and the Williams show should be fun down there at Wilton. And, uh, and then in the other game, again, I'm doing it from memory. Help me here. Let me think. It's uh, I'm drawing a blank. Danbury. Oh, and um, yeah, they beat Stanford and uh, Danbury and uh, <laughs> go ahead, Wilton. Yeah, oh, Wilton playing on home floor. Duh. See, so they get to play on their home floor, so that should be fun. The Cronenbergs, um, who had a great st- yes. steal that lead to the, in overtime right, to beat right. Fairfield Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was great. I far a couple of years ago when they won the st- when they won the four was it another Cronenberg? I don't even know. Yeah, uh, when they won the final, I mean, I just like the. The fact that there's a Cronenberg on the team and he always makes plays. Anyway, um, so that should be interesting. The FCI, and then we're going to go right into the Division One tournament. And w- which which day is the Division One tipping odds? Is that going to be Division Tuesday? One on Monday night with Hill House and Wilbur Cross. And again, we'll be talking to George DeMail a little bit about uh, the SEC tournament and that they're playing in the first round of the tournament. The winner gets Notre Dame and West Haven next Wednesday. Um, I believe uh, Division Two and Four go on Tuesday. And Thursday, Division One goes Monday, Wednesday, and I believe three and five go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So should uh, be should be yeah, it should be interesting. One thing I do want before we get to uh, our, our guest George Mayo, the one thing I did was one of the little tidbits I picked up last night after our game at the SEC final was the was that up at the NVL. Our 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 buddy Joe Palladino from the Republican American reported that uh, Nate Tabor. Uh, the Sacred Heart uh, star, who you know, who had been, who'd missed a few games, got suspended for a few games. He, play, he played 15 overall. Yep. Got left off the NVL 
all NVL team and the all all NVL brass team. And Sacred Heart decided to boycott because of that decision to photo the all league photos. Right. Um, obviously, they wanted to send a little message to Sacred Heart, and Sacred Heart had you know who had the who actually did suspend uh, Tabor uh, had, had a little took a little issue with that. And I just was curious about what your thoughts were on that. I and mean, we don't know a heck of a lot other than what Joe Powell was saying. But, uh, you know, it sounds like a little contentiousness up there, huh? Well, I listen, uh, he was suspended for five games, um, two different suspensions, and there was reports last week that maybe he was going not going to be around and not be playing the postseason. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, obviously they have reinstated him. And that's, listen, I, I don't know how the voting goes there. I, I don't really know or really care. But Nate Tape is the best player in the NBL, hands down. So, um <laughs> Listen, um, is it there? Is it the NVL coach's place to sit there and kind of slap him? Slap him? Really? I mean, is that well, slap so him on the wrist? How many times have we heard stories over the year? You vote for my league, I vote for your league. Now the SEC does it strictly in voting. They don't even go to a meeting anymore. They strictly do it in yeah, block and, voting is right. And uh, look, all these things, these polls, our teams, the ones we're going to pick all state, the preseason top it's all subjective. You do the best you try to do it be as objective as possible, but you obviously have a feeling that some players over another. But as far as them sending a message, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. And I think Sacred Heart was well within their right to do it. But I'm going to say what I said last week. Could somebody beat Sacred Heart with or without them? Right. You know, how many years? So yeah, that's all I got to say. You know, yeah, I, I made the decision like that once uh, when I was doing an all-football team for the Connecticut Post back in 2010. Yep. I had heard that Don Cherry, the, the, one of the Trumbull kids, he was clearly one of the better players in the, in, the, uh, in the area. You know, he got into a fight with one of his teammates, and that, allowed, that forced him to be kicked off the team, and I didn't put him on. That was my decision. I said, you know what? You know, I don't like that. Um, you know, looking back, and then he went on to have a you know good career, Villanova. So, what do you think? And and I, I mean, at the time, I thought I was, but you know, now in retrospect, I think you know, you know, I'm not here to be kindergarten. I'm not here to be your babysitter. If the kid's that good, you know, I think he belongs on a team regardless. Listen, I've had kids on my lawyer team who now are who have gone on to be they're incarcerated. So I, mm-hmm. it's you can't judge. Right. I mean, I'm this not, isn't the I'm NFL. The right. You know, teacher that I yeah. have to pick and choose. Obviously, if you're picking a player of the year, maybe it impacts, you know, you're picking your athlete of the year, you, you take anything into consideration. But listen, he's one of the best players. He's going to St. John's. Mm. Uh, has he done some things that are probably not good and they got spent? Yeah. I mean, could they spend in more games? I don't know. But, you know, Butcher Zera, and then he's the chairman of the boys' basketball committee. He's been principal there for a long time. I like to think everything's on the up and up. And I believe him when he says, you know, if there was something, he says, if there was something really bad, he would have. They kicked him out of school. Mm-hmm. So I got to take the man at his word. And right. Now, obviously, that decision was made by those coaches. And I don't know how many, but here's the thing I don't know how many voted for him and how many didn't vote for him. So maybe. Well, enough, clearly, enough of them thought right, like that was. But maybe a, they were, I don't want to throw them all under the bus because I don't know. Some I did see Seymour's Joe Carfiello say, not all of them. Not right. all the coaches agreed. Okay. So that's, and that's again. This is America. That's your God-given right to do it. Is it a shame that he's not on the team? Of course it is. But yeah. that's well, they, you're going to look back and be like, Nate Taylor wasn't on that team. It's kind of like with our thing. We we didn't pick us. We have certain guys who weren't Player of the Year in football. We they've had that argument. I, I mean, I've had guys on the All State oh, yeah. team. You've been looking at it like, well, how's this How'd guy? You got on it? But but you know, it, listen, you make decisions that are based on the time at that time and, and that yeah. thing. So uh, we'll be back with Coach George DeMail, uh on the other side uh, on the Joe Morley Courtside Podcast.
Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back to the Courtside with Joe Morelli podcast. Our guest today is the longtime radio voice for WELI 960 ESPN Radio 1300. And from back in the day when I was a kid, KC 101, um, <laughs> you hear him all the time. He still has a long the Saturday morning radio show. He is the coach, George DeMille. George, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Glad to be with you guys, uh, Joe and Sean. Glad to be here. George, we s- saw two very good semifinals last night. We uh, probably one of them I thought would have been the finals from the beginning of the year, Hamden and Notre Dame West Haven. And that was the night happening in the first game, Cross and Amity. And uh, Amity had beaten Cross two times going into the uh, into that game. And Cross comes out in their first final since 2008. Obviously, what was your take on uh, the two great games last night we saw at the Athletic? Well, the first, you're right, Joe. They, they were two great games. First game really came down to the fact that, and, you know, coaches say it all the time, right, games are won and lost from the foul line. Well, that was proven last night. Uh, Cross certainly uh, had been in command. Amity came roaring back. And Amity, if you remember, took a five-point lead, 64-59. Under a minute. And then with under a minute and proceeded then to start missing foul shots. They missed eight foul shots in the final quarter, yeah. uh, which is you just can't do. And Cross took advantage of it. And the thing that kept getting me was that you seemed like you knew what Cross was going to do. Take the ball to the basket. And every time they did, Amity fouled them, stopped the clock. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think played a very smart final minute of the game. And only can blame themselves for, for blowing that lead. Again, not making foul shots and fouling. Uh, so congrats to Cross. Uh, did what they wanted to do. Made the foul shots down the stretch. Won a very good game. You know, they always say it's tough to beat a team three times. Amity almost pulled it off, but uh, uh, missed their opportunity. So, Cross Cross got that game. I thought that was uh, a great game. And the second game, I mean, uh, you know, Notre Dame certainly, in, in my mind, was the turn is the tournament favorite. You know, their tournament to lose, but Hampton gave them all they wanted. Thing is, I thought Notre Dame had more. Uh, uh, scoring distributed more evenly than Hamden. Hamden relying on a couple of guys and didn't make some shots down the stretch. So not not surprised that Notre Dame won that game. Yeah, they won by nine points, but it certainly was closer than that. So uh, k- kind of uh, kind of thought that the two games uh, the way I had thought. Notre Dame cross three in the championship on Wednesday night. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, obviously. Cross giving Notre Dame its only loss of the season so far, and Notre Dame beating him in three times. I would not have guessed that at the start of the year, but obviously the loss of Victor Rosario, the really true only outside shooter and playmaker, they lack the guard play as far as shooting, and they didn't, and they were just basically daring him to shoot. And their inside guys played well. In fact, they played with a lot more energy than they played in recent times, George, because the game I saw them against Law on Saturday, they just were going through going through the motions, <laughs> and nothing against them because Law played great and they outplayed them. But when they started to play, and they were down 20 and down 15 going into the fourth, they started to play. But, yeah, Notre Dame has been the most complete team all year. But maybe Cross has something going here. I think uh, they might. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Intensity, I think you're going to see that on Wednesday night. Notre Dame is going to uh, obviously want to pay Cross back for inflicting their only loss of the season. Cross has a little momentum going here right now with the win last night. Uh, Yeah, I still think Notre Dame is the team to
to be there after seeing really all the teams in the SEC this year. Uh, I, I think you're right. Completes a good word uh, for Notre Dame. Uh, balance scoring. They can rebound. They can take it to the hole. Uh, I, I kind of think it, it's still they'd be the favorite in uh, in Wednesday night's final. Yeah, with Connor Reigns leading the way and Zach Laput and Trevin Sensor Smith and and Ben Carroll on side. Yeah, uh, but Cross's guard play with um, with Kyle Daniels and Nas Jones and and so on and so forth. They, I think they can give him a little bit of trouble with their speed and maybe. Well, you know, how, how good was Nas Jones last night? 17, <laughs> 17 in the first half, I believe, yeah. Uh, yeah, 17 in the first half. I mean, he ended up with 23. But, boy, he, and he made a shot down the stretch, and I, I still can't believe it went in. The flip uh, shot. High off the glass. Yeah. What a shot that was. And they tied the uh, game. Great shot. It, it, unbelievable. And then Kyle Daniels, I think, is going to need to have a big game for Cross. He had 22 last night. Great. Uh, as there was in double figures, I still think myself they need more of uh, Terrence Edwards, who I happen to like. Uh, really, not a factor in last night's game. Uh, he's great down low, though. Uh, I, I think for Cross, I think they're going to need more of him, and they need more of, as I say, distribution and scoring. They, they need some people to to get into the scoring column. You know, whereas Notre Dame uh, again didn't get a big distribution, but hey, listen. Zach LaFoot was great. He was on fire. Uh, Reigns does his thing. And, you know, after that, Jaden Kimbrough, who I think is is an outstanding player, uh, need more from him, although he left the game in a little bit of pain. I, I think he's going to be okay. I think it was, a cramp. I, think it was a cramp, I think it was, right? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But I, and I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So uh, they're going to need him uh, for great play. And I think Ben Carroll is great on the board so and you know what i'm looking forward to this uh, the only thing we won't need in it is a bench clearing brawl or maybe we do <laughs> well yeah or, yeah. <laughs> yeah our mike Madeira was at that one and obviously that was an intense game with notre dame coming back to, to force overtime and cross you know coming out of it and being able to win and obviously yes with 14 seconds left in overtime there was a an incident <laughs> and uh very fortunate thing that with all the people who left the bench, we, we, I didn't realize the rule at the time that had the referees done it by the letter of the law, neither Notre Dame or Cross would be playing in the Division One state tournament. And can you imagine what it would have been like without those teams in the tournament? Uh, but well, let me ask you something. Yeah. You know, Joe, you bring up a great point. Um, the officials did not. The, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't know there was a rule in place either. Uh, they leave the bench, you're supposed to get ejected. Is that right? According to the law, it's in bold letters, and but they say you can you interpret the rules however you choose to, I guess, or if you deem it a fight, if you deem it a fight. So they're basically not they did not deem it a fight. I don't know if they knew the okay. rule right then and there, but that's what they chose, and they just uh, ejected the one player from Notre Dame, um, Bengali. Who really, Bengali? Yeah, right. Who threw a punch supposedly? Yeah. Yes. So I uh, so he he served his game. I, I, so there was never really. Any written report on that, was it? Well, I wrote about it in the following week. I mean, they, 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 they have to write a report if they do something like the that. The refs. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I the refs. I, I don't know. But, but according to what I read, the refs, quote, my buddy Chernovich did a magnificent job. Yeah, well, and then there are other people who feel okay. like they lost control of the game, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of feel they did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I'm Mike... Just wondering. 
That's the yeah. way Mike sound, made it sound like. You said it would had, it had been brewing the whole game. They, they didn't. Yes. They didn't, you know, start handing out a few uh, teas here and there, or they didn't calm things down, and that's kind of like the result of it. If you don't take control of the game, I'm wondering uh, had they thrown these players out, and these two teams were not in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how the two teams. What a reactor! Are they? Uh, is, there's no appeal on this. I was told either. Is there, there is no appeal. Do you think they should have been thrown out? The I think. I, 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 think I, I don't. I'm glad they did what they did. To be perfectly honest. But okay. Ahead. Well, no. I just think. Uh, uh, and the only reason why I'm saying that is talking to other coaches after that game. Right. Mm. They said uh, they think the officials now and the league has set a precedent for future possible brawls or uh, let's say when players leave the bench yeah. that they're going to protest because nothing was done in the cross Notre Dame game. They're going to use that as a, as a precedent to say, uh, in fact, one coach said to me, and I won't name the coach, but he said, hey, listen, uh, if my team starts a fight today, I don't want anybody thrown out because a precedent has already been set uh, before this. So – do I think they should have been? Maybe it's time uh, we set down the letter of the law and maybe did what maybe they're supposed to do. I'm not saying it would have been good for the state tournament, but these two teams were guilty of it. Let me ask you something. Do you think the officials board, and now they should back their officials, am I right? Do you think they would have backed their officials in this if they did do that? And Notre Dame was told, could you imagine telling Notre Dame of West Haven and Wilbur Cross, you guys are out of the state Well, tournament. that would have been what, what happened with that, with Ty, Trey Breeland two years ago when he was not allowed to play in the state final for being ejected in the state semifinals. That would have been child's play compared to having those two teams out and, yeah, with, Correct. With, with no appeal. I agree with that. With, with no appeal. Agree. And, uh, and I think, as I've said on, on your podcast, and I've said here a hundred thousand times, we are in America. There should be room for uh, a pro- not protest or an appeal. Appeal, excuse me. And I just don't understand why we can't hear them. I understand the letter of the law when they leave the floor, they leave the arena. And if we had appeals all the time, we'd be doing this all day long and twice on Sundays. But I, I, I just wonder why we can't have appeals in certain instances. I won't argue with that. Uh, wasn't there, though, uh, last week, wasn't there a brawl in Rocky Hill? Uh, yeah, I wrote about it a couple weeks earlier, the week earlier, and uh, Did, ended up didn't ha- they stop the game? They stopped the game. Parents were, I like this, in this case also, they were adults, not just players on the floor, and they handed out only just two ejections. And again, I didn't know the rule at the time I wrote it, and they determined that they brought them back the next week for the final next five day. minutes. No, 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 no. It was the next week. It was. Oh, next it, week, no it, parents? No parents, no spectators for, for the final five <laughs> minutes. But again, everybody's on the floor. I don't know who left the bench. Again, I was not there. But you have to think there was more than the, maybe just the two players <laughs> yeah. who, were invo- who were involved in the, in the incident. And <laughs> I think you're right. So maybe referees <laughs> are deciding they don't want to be the the bad guys here and throw out everybody. But I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a one of those perilous slopes you walk again now you're setting a precedent and what happens if this happens again and everybody, everybody leave the bench yeah no it's a, it's well, a valid I, point I, I have a question. how many coaches know 
or, or teams or even coaches know that that was the rule that if I you would, leave the bench, that's it. I'd be surprised if any many. I don't know how many. Did. I, I was going to say I did. I and I admit I did not know it until the coach told me, and the coach himself didn't know it until he looked it up that mentioned it to me, and I said I didn't know that. I said I didn't realize you could get thrown out and all that stuff. He goes, Oh yeah. I said, Okay, all right. <laughs> I didn't know it. But we'll have to wait and see. And I'm not looking forward to that on Wednesday no, night, obviously. No, and hopefully uh, I'm curious how, which officials will be on the game. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple of the same ones just because I just have that feeling that Buddy You think will they will, Joe? I think you'll see one, at least one. I'd be Okay. That's what I'm just right. – I don't know this. I'm just guessing. I just have that right. feeling that that's what's going to happen. Uh, George DeMille joining us on the podcast. You've been covering a lot of the SEC, even more than me this year. I've been doing more state stuff for – Game time CDT. Is it been more balanced? Is the league down? What are your thoughts, obviously, as a whole, what you've seen uh, with 12, a 12 team league tournament because uh, not enough teams qualify because they didn't make the states? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think the league this year uh, basically was a little down. No. But, uh, and I really thought this year, uh, Notre Dame, and I got to see all the teams. I, I saw more boys teams this year, I think, than I ever did. Notre Dame was certainly, again, the most complete team. After that, there was, uh, I think there is a drop-off uh, in the talent in the league, although there were some, some good teams. But, again, a whole bunch of teams right in the middle of the pack. I mean, uh, even the New Haven schools. Wilbur Cross, I mean, as good as the season they had, I, you know, maybe a little doubt. Hillhouse certainly uh, not vintage Hillhouse of years ago. Career never even made the uh, the tournament uh so i i thought they they were down the had no guard play at all that career uh guilford missed the uh states by a game hand missed the states by a game lyman hall didn't get in north haven i thought was down and to be quite honest with you i think north haven of all the teams i saw uh and the night i saw them and a couple nights they won uh the game in fact they beat fairfield prep and didn't play well after that. I thought they underachieved for the most season, North Haven. I think Prep was, was consistent. Shelton was okay. I didn't leave any of the games this year, the boys' games, and said to myself, wow, there's, uh, there, there's, a, there's a good team or a complete team other than Notre Dame. So I, I kind of think everybody was melted into one big pot this year, Joe. Do you think any of them make a run in the States? No. Yeah, I think it's going to start. No, I, I think it's going I don't to be think a struggle. So this year. Looking at brackets really quickly, I think it's even Cheshire Amity and, and two, I mean, the Can-A, but I think it's going to be tough. There's some really good teams that they're going to have to go travel to. And uh, and Notre Dame is going to have a rough t- – I mean, you got Bassett, well, Sacred Heart, and, yeah, and I yeah. think Hamden opens at Trumbull, and then they get Bassett. So, I mean, to me, making a run means you get to the semis. So if you get there, no, you've, you've done no. well, and I, I think it's possible you might see somebody like maybe West Haven, maybe in three if they get with a decent draw, and I think they have one, and so it, it depends, obviously. But yeah, I think the thing is, I think it's the CCC, and I think it's everybody else. I, 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 really I think agree. you're right. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. No question. How about Hillhouse Cross beating in the first round? Oh my God! And the winner How about gets Hillhouse Notre, Cross the, beating? In, winner gets Notre and Dame. And not playing at the Fieldhouse, and yeah, and then the winner gets Notre Dame. Uh, and they're not going to play that game at the Fieldhouse right, uh, this cross on is, Monday night. It's going to be a cross. Yeah. Cross, cross is home game. game and well, cross wants to play in the gym, uh, in their gym. They don't want the Fieldhouse. So the game 
uh, will not be at the Fieldhouse. Because I asked that right away. I said, it, Me too. next Monday night, Hillhouse Cross will play. And believe it or not, if East Haven girls and Hillhouse girls win their first two games, they've already won one. If they win their next game, they play Monday night as well. And that game will be in the Hillhouse gym. Oh, really? So, uh, oh, yeah, they're going to play. They will not play in the Fieldhouse. Uh, Katrina Holy has already said, we'll play in our gym. So East Haven Hillhouse quarterfinal game on Monday uh, in the Hillhouse gym and Hillhouse Cross boys in the Cross gym. That's the way it's set up right now. And obviously you're going to have the call on the final tomorrow night. Uh, yep. What is your – I mean, obviously you do a lot. You, I know you do the semifinals for hockey. What is your broadcast schedule looking like for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I got uh, – uh, hockey, I have the SCCSWC uh, – championships coming up on Friday and Saturday of this week. And right. I think, I'll tell you what, I think, I think the division two and division three uh, are outstanding. I, I'm a big proponent of division two and three hockey. I think they're great. They're more exciting. I think in division one this year, when the state tournament rolls around, I think it's again, Richfield's tournament to lose. Uh, they went 20 and oh, and they went 20 and oh for a reason. Uh, their first line is incredible. Uh, their depth is unbelievable. And, you know, they go 12 deep, and then uh, you can, you know, uh, talk about everybody else. So I think Richfield is the team to beat in Division One. Division Two, I could give you seven or eight teams that might win it all. Uh, Cheshire, Guilford, Brantford, Watertown, Pop Rock, I think, is outstanding with their goal, Ryan Fleming. Outstanding team. Uh, in Division Three, Sheehan, Lyman Hall. And how about the hand tigers? You know, I mean, they just had a remarkable season. I think two and three are going to be great. I think one is Richfield. I think Darianne is right after that. And then there's everybody else. Uh, that's what it looks like to me in terms of the state tournament. But I can't wait for these conference finals. I want to see Brantford again and Watertown, Paparag. And I've seen all these teams. And, boy, are they good. Uh, and you know something, you, know, you bring up the hockey, the the – Disparity between Division One and Division Two is far less than many years ago, and and the same between two and three. We've got Division Two teams beating one teams all the time now. We have threes beating twos. Uh, hence the question: How many true? And I say true. Division One teams are there in the state in high school hockey of the fifteen they have in Division One now. Mm. I think there's maybe. Six. Well, I'll leave that to the hockey experts. Um, George DeMille joining <laughs> us. George, obviously, we, you've been to the state hockey finals forever. They're on Monday and Tuesday and, and obviously the Friday because of Yale possibly hosting in the ECACs. Will we see George DeMille at the Mohegan Sun for the first time? For the oh, finals? you mean because of the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> they're staggering them this year. Yeah, they are. I know, and that's because of Yale. No, as a matter of fact, Joe, I'll just do the hockey uh, championships, although we come as I've a spectator, you come as a spectator. Yeah, oh no, no, yeah, I, oh, take no, Brenda. Brenda would. I'm sure if I went to the Mohegan Sun, Brenda will go there. I will be watching the games. Brenda has other ideas. Yeah. If I take her to the Mohegan Sun Arena, That's I'll fine. find her at some machine. I'm sure <laughs> having some fun because she likes that. But it is a thought. You're right. Um, yeah, as a spectator, yeah, I've had. Uh, uh, not only the emails, but I've had my own station staff ask me, and you know my guys pretty well, Henry and Brian, saying, hey, Coach, uh, with the weekend free, why don't we do uh, a championship game up at the 
Mohegan's son. Uh, right now, it's not in in the works to do that. Although, as I say, my boss is very good, and uh, I'm sure would love, uh, wouldn't mind. Again, it'd be something I'd have to check. But uh, right now, it's for hockey. But you're right, Mohegan's son is a possibility for that weekend. The coach George Demail joining us. Uh, Thirty-four years in the business, five halls of fame. <laughs> If for those who are listening and watch, listening to be listening to this, um, you can hear the passion in his voice. It's, I'm gonna guess it's a similar passion to when he started. Can you just talk? Because obviously, there's a lot of basketball people listening and kids and, and coaches who have a passion for what they do. How the passion is now compared to when it started, and how important it is to keep it going and, and not avoid burnout uh, throughout a spectacular career. Well. Well, thank you for the kind words, number one. I appreciate that. Uh, you know something, Joe? It, it's funny. And, and if you don't have the passion uh, to do this, then you probably should get out. You know, uh, and I tell my guys that all the time. But they hear it uh, when I do it and constantly talking about it. I get pumped up, and that's what I say in most of my blogs every day, get yourself pumped up. Uh, because if you can't get pumped up for a high school game, and, and I, I mean really on a Friday night when high school football is on, or uh, actually in the wintertime when I have basketball and hockey and you're going to do a big hockey game uh, or a big basketball game, and then in the spring, even for softball, and now I have included the boys' baseball in my schedule as well. Uh, you know, you do uh, I, I do about 115 games now. Mm. I, I started... I, yeah, I started with uh, 10 football games and no playoffs in the beginning. I added hockey after that, and I did a few regular season games, but no playoffs. And then I added spring. Again, it all started with no playoffs, no championships. And then I started following hockey right through uh, to the championships. So now, again, doing uh, in the winter alone, doing about 70 games between the two sports and adding more in the spring. Uh, because of baseball, uh, I, I still have. The, I still get excited. I still get pumped up uh, uh, when I see a great play by a, by a, a player, uh, an athlete. I, I still go nuts. Uh, I, I still love incorporating uh, names for kids uh, in the game. If, if I can think of one, you know, uh, Newsom on the Loosom for uh, for Aunt Sonia a few years ago. <laughs> And the other night, I did I did a hockey game a couple weeks ago, and they had a they have a kid on uh, his name is Joey Rico. Joey Rico plays for Sheehan, and jo you're not going to get this, guys. But if if you remember the commercial that was on TV years ago, it was called Better Get Mako. Mako. I remember sure. that. You remember that one? Sure. Okay. And, and for some reason, I'm glad you guys do. And for some reason, and I don't do. The <laughs> not older than me guys but uh, <laughs> but you know what it's funny because and i just think of this as i'm doing it but i just said joey rico better get rico and uh <laughs> and i'm looking at brian brian's looking at me and he's going and i'm going i'll explain that in a minute brian Wait a minute. <laughs> but i said better get rico with the people listening on on the uh, video and on the uh, uh, radio and stuff and and facebook all Believe it or not, the people got it. They said, but that was pretty good. And I said, it was just spontaneous. I love doing that. If there's any kid named Robinson on the team, it's always, you know, if they score a goal. And here's to you, Mr. Robinson, you know what I mean, from 
from the movie The Graduate. So I still get pumped up. If you don't get pumped up, and I've told this to people that are in the business, I said, listen, you've got to make your game the best game going. you got to make it the most exciting game that anyone, uh, any game around for them. If not, if you don't, why would I want to listen to you? And you, they just turn the dial or just don't don't listen or watch. If you don't do that, then you shouldn't be a broadcaster. It's funny you mentioned that because it, it kind of triggers something in my mind because I've been fortunate enough to have been on your Saturday morning show a number of times over the years. And yes, back you when, have. And back when I did The Girls, so we're talking late 90s, early 2000s, I come on and I was probably half asleep. And Joe, you there? <laughs> you got to get yourself pumped up. I, I, I just remember saying, I'm here, George. And then I was like half asleep. But I remember you saying those words because it was the state finals and we were going to Central that day. And uh, yep. And obviously, as many years ago, I remember that. And, you know, obviously, and for the people listening, the, their kids, they have a passion for what they do. And the coaches have a passion for their coaching. And then a lot of them in boys basketball have been around for a long time. And they do, do it for the money. They're doing it for the love of the game. And, That's and right. it's obviously a lot different coaching now than it was then. And, uh and, and obviously in our business is a passion for what Sean obviously does <laughs> and, and what I do and, and many others. So uh, I'll tell you right now, just to throw something in, you guys, you guys are great. And Sean and Joe, what you've done with GameTimeCT.com is incredible. I don't know what I would do without it. Uh, I read the GameTimeCT uh, news every day. I get it. Uh, signed up for it. I, I look at it. Uh, I'm on it every night. Well, that's the and, newsletter. Uh, the news, I love it. I think it's great. Cool. I, I, I think uh, I think what you do in getting the scores up and, and letting us know what's going on is, is so good, and it's something that we need. Uh, high school sports uh, needs needs coverage. They, they need coverage. Uh, I can anybody can get a pro score uh, anywhere. Uh, we don't. We have enough of that, uh, even in terms of college. But high school, eh, like I always say. You can get the Yankees score and the Red Sox score and Rangers score, and, uh, but if you want a Hamden score, Absolutely. high school, you know, then you got to go. You got to go uh, to you or to me, and you're going to get all the information you need. Absolutely, Coach. That's the way I look at it. You know, you, you, if this is our canvas. Then you're not going to get. You're going to get ESPN scores and all that stuff anywhere you need it. But if you need the high school stuff, we're we're your source for that. We're and we'll work on getting it. more scores for you. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Getting the information. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're working on getting more scores and making that as easy as possible. But we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, no, no, it's all right. I mean, listen, I, I've told you, Sean and Joe, you guys need any help from me in terms of going out. And I know you guys, if I tweet something out, it's always nice to see game time. Uh, retweeted your score, retweeted uh, the game you're going to do. Uh, let's face it, we're all, we're all trying to do the same thing in different forms, so it, it's re it really uh, helps us and behooves us, if I might say, to work together. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and in terms of the print business, I, I know people have talked about it and stuff. I get the New Haven Register uh, seven days a week, so. Well, yeah, we appreciate I, I that. I love the hard copy. It's because of subscribers like you that we're able to do all this stuff too. So that's great. Thank you very much for subscribing and. You know, to anyone Anytime. else out there. <laughs> he is the longtime voice of WLI 960 and ESPN Radio 1300. He is the longtime voice of the Saturday morning radio show, and he will have the call on ELI 960 tomorrow night. Number one seed, Notre Dame West Haven versus number three seed, Wilbur Cross 
at the flak, weather permitting, 7 p.m. Uh, will you go to Thursday if it go to Thursday? Yes. Do I you... will go to Thursday. I, the only problem I'll run into is Friday. Because I don't think I, I, don't think I have... have to worry about that. No, I don't think so. I hope not. I have the hockey doubleheader on Friday at the Bennett Rink, so I am yeah. committed to doing those hockey games on Friday night. He is the coach, George DeMille. George, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Joe, anytime. Sean, thank you. And Joe, thank you so much for having me on. Take care. Thank you, Coach. And that was the great George DeMeo of WELI. We appreciate having him on. He's, we've been on his show so many times. We figured you know, we got we to gotta get him on I've this been, show. I've been on for two decades. Uh, yeah. Like, Joe, you have an open invitation. And I'm like, yeah, I think I owe it to the man to come on, especially when he's actually done, like I said, more SEC than I have. And mm. he's done a lot of games this year. And I think he's right. I think it, the league has been down. But I think that means with a lot of juniors, I think that means the league might be better next year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, I really, I really hope so. We need a little infusion here. It's kind of been, like I said, everyone's. Yeah, not quite the caliber it has been in previous years with all you know, kids going elsewhere. We've talked about it a hundred times. Yeah, how do you not? You lose twelve kids, you're gonna the least yeah. gonna take a hit. I don't care what anybody says, but um. Anyway. Speak, well, speaking of which, quick, uh, quickly, Hamden Hall. How about Hamden Hall? We didn't mention this. Yeah, uh, beating we, uh, St. Luke's in double overtime the other night. Yeah, going down there. We talked about the coin flip and all right. That, you know they what? coin flip. They had to go down there. They still won. And they won. And, and they're the defending champions. And I mean, and obviously. Uh, uh, Jackson Bigney, one of the transfers from Xavier, had 34 points, and uh, I believe Trey, uh, Trey Breland had 24 or something like that. And kudos to them. They've had a great year. They only have two losses, and now they play. They host uh, Beaver Country Day in the uh, NEPSAC Class B tournament on Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. They want to win the whole thing. Let's see what happens. Uh, it's a little bit different. Animal. Are those all at home games? No, they're going to be. I think the semifinals will be neutral, and so will the final. It's a team. Tournament. Where do they usually play? Uh, uh, it's an A team. Usually, it's in Massachusetts on, a, on Sunday is the final. Which, right, it's not a Mohegan Sun. Uh, uh, no, so uh, we mentioned Sad. last week. You... Oh, last week. Oh, loud, sorry. Woof. Little hot mic there. Um, yeah, last week we gave you an, a, a homework assignment. I don't think we promoted it well enough because we didn't get any answers. So. But we'll reiterate what you what right. Uh, you know, we didn't. Uh, Maybe you guys just didn't feel like doing work, extra work. You're here for leisure. I get it. No, no big deal. The question was on the floor was, uh, you know, of of the last eighteen, not including this year, but the last eighteen years. What? Give me your top eight and put them into a bracket, and, and who who wins the bracket? Top eight all time Connecticut teams. Now, Joe's going to give you his, and you know we're going to stir the debate up since no one, you know, no one's going to raise their hand. No one's going to. Uh, offer their thoughts first so we're going to have the, the teacher he's going to teach us go ahead joe what do you what do we got so i the, have these are my eight 2004 trinity catholic 2005 crosby 2006 hill house 2010 bridgeport central 2012 st joe's 2016 sacred heart 2017 hill house and 2018 Notre Dame of fairfield those are my eight. All right. And uh, who would be your number one seed of that? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> what do you I, want? I, want, I want other people to participate. All right. All right. All right. So, I, oh, okay. Well, uh, no, you just tell me who's your one seed. I can't because then you're going to know who's going who's to win it all. Oh, so you, so the it, so the one seed is going to win it all in this. Not well. My number one seed probably will. Yeah. Right. I, I don't want to. All right. All right. So we can. Joe can't even give me, you the seed. Now it gives me more time, and it gives you guys to. Right. Have time until the next time we reconvene. You can have your thoughts, and obviously we'll have uh, 
uh, predictions and uh, and so on and so forth with the state. I thought I had. I'm looking at the ones I listed. I thought I had eight. I only have seven. I get a sad. Wow. I have. Uh, you picked yours. Yeah, I picked seven. I needed an eighth Ooh. though, so I might might hold off. Okay. I might have have to hold off, but a, a lot of them are the same as yours. I, I think a lot of them. Obviously, they're all state champs. Um, right. Which which St. Joseph team did you pick? I picked twelve. I didn't pick eleven. I left off the two thousand nine Windsor team, and I left off two thousand eleven New London. Because right. I thought New London. I think New London was one that year. Which of the Sacred Hearts did you pick? The one, the Class M champion. I think that. I think sixteen. I did it quickly. I think sixteen was the one that when they beat Norema Fairfield by fifty. One with flowers and. When they were juniors, was, right? Was that, yeah, uh, no. Or is that the seniors? The team I thought that when when I think I thought they were better when they were juniors. Actually, I I think I picked sixteen. I think sixteen was the one. I can't remember okay. off the top of my head. I well, but um, well, Mustafa here is on the team, and then, so then they won however many in a row. So. Right. So let, let's get this going here, folks. Okay. So so we're we're gonna promote this a little more. Try, we're gonna get, uh, try yeah. questions for the mailbag. It's we'll try been a busy answer. week, but the, with conference tournaments ending this week, you know, the weekend you're gonna have a little weekend just kind of with no hoops, nothing going on. You, you gotta gear up for this to the Division One state tournament. So let's let's get this going. All right. Let's let's see what you say. I want to hear it. I want to set it in the comments. Put it in the mailbag. We'll put a link on the on this uh, post. And uh, you know we'll, the top eight teams of the past eighteen years, yeah, in and this decade, and this and, decade, and, 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 this and you know, and tell us why you think uh, you know and who it, you think is going to win and why, right? Who do you think you know when you match them up? Maybe you know, maybe you get an upset in there. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> right? But anyway, so uh, that's your. We're going to extend the deadline for the homework assignment. So let's let's go. Let's let's hear from everybody. We're going to promote a little bit more. Hopefully, get a little more feedback because we just got nothing on it. Nothing. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you guys, but hey, you know, I know we're all busy, you know, trying to do stuff, trying to watch a lot of games, and you know, this is the first thing from my mind. No one wants to do any other work, so uh, there it is. There. It is. So give us your top eight teams from the past uh, 18 years, and and you know who wins an 18 tournament between us. And now I'm off to the casino for Sean Patrick Bowley. This is Joe Morelli with the Courtside Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.